Alexa, search for Mutt Nude. Sorry, something went Thank wrong. God! <laughs> <laughs> something no, no, no. was very wrong Nothing there. went wrong. Everything went correct. correct. <laughs> yes. Hey Joe, how are you holding up? Uh, I'm doing all right. Okay, well here, let me I'll let me get this one for you. Hello and welcome. My name is Ken. Hello, Ken. Oh, oh the, Ken you tried guys, to usurp and it failed. You guys, <laughs> you guys don't want to introduce yourself. The problem is, Dan, <laughs> you. <laughs> you are the one who didn't go along with it. Next. I don't go after. Do I? No, I don't. I'm after Andy. <laughs> oh, Andrew! Come on! I'm in. I even talked about with the with this about you. It was, it was days yeah. ago. Okay, okay, <laughs> hold on. Let's start all over again, and can start with the first thing you said. With the first thing I said? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Joe. Yeah. How you holding up? Oh God! Oh God! Whoa, 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 whoa! That's about right. Let me let me take this one for you. Uh, hello and welcome. My name is Ken. I'm Andrew. I'm Dan. I'm Joe. All right, it's and uh, welcome to the uh, Rewinders podcast. So weird. Everything's out of order. <laughs> Where are we rewind and reboot movies? Uh, we're rewinding a quite a bit shorter this time, only at 2008, and uh, we're reviewing our first reboot. Um, Joe, how? What are your first thoughts about this uh, this movie? Since it's your first time, I just finished watching it four minutes ago it's not terrible but it's not good (laughs) i'm gonna confess is better than i remember it being but i second that actually it's there's minor quite a few things wrong yeah for me the there's something that i'll get into later that is completely wrong and messes the whole movie up but i i agree let's take the idea, this movie's from 2008. We weren't young kids back, well, some of you probably. I was but a anyway. fresh-faced 20-something. <laughs> I was, I had year after, I was, God damn it, don't make me do math. I was just starting college. <laughs> so coming into this movie, uh, usually it's like, hey, so how did this, how did you feel watching this movie as a kid? How about, how did you feel coming into this film after the absence of having Indiana Jones for from 1989 to 2008? Friggin' Jack. I was so excited for this movie. I was gobbling down indie whiplash whoppers like crazy. We were playing Indiana Jones Monopoly right up to the point where we all left for the theater with a big group of folks. I was, I was excited. I, I went with the, the girl that I had been dating at the time to go see it. Like And this... Ended it? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna... <laughs> no? Oh, okay. Good. I I would have apologized to you then. I, I too, went on a date to this movie with the Dan- girl Dan was dating what? at the time. What? Hang on a Actually, second. Actually, no, my <laughs> You're making a joke, but that's... Now I'm sad. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, I went in with uh, 
hey, it's Indy, hooray, but also like I don't really care because Indiana Jones is already so wonderful in my head that I didn't really need it, and I still had the memories of the prequels in my head, and uh, I was terrified a little bit (laughs) to go into this movie. I think the only apprehension I had going into this from watching the trailer and being so excited about it was I just... I kept on saying to everybody, I just really hope there's not aliens. I really hope he doesn't have to have to go up against some aliens. <laughs> oh, God. I was more concerned about Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I was... It left a distaste in my mouth right off the bat, but I wasn't going to let it ruin things. That was the biggest thing, was they kept on saying, oh, they're handing the hat off to Shia. They're going to make uh, they're gonna make Shia the next Indiana Jones. I remember hearing, yeah. hearing that. Very... There's so many rumors very about upset that. upset about that one. Yep. But, uh... What about you, Joe? How were you feeling going into this movie a couple of days ago? Oh, a couple of days ago? I, I guess when it first came out. You didn't yeah. go see it. I'm sure there's a reason. Yeah. So it ties into the trailer, which uh, we watched a generic uh, movie trailer. But I, I remember a different trailer that kept playing. And that was, ha ha, look at Indiana Jones. He's old now. Here's old man joke number one. Ha ha ha. Here's old man joke number two. Ha ha. That's why I started veering away and caring less and less about it. Because I was like, "Ah, yeah, we get it. And then that combined with the rumor mill of Shia LaBeouf taking over. Which was like, well, Harrison Ford can't do this forever, so... Why not? Yeah. Th- now that you're talking about that one, I think I remember that trailer. But the trailer we watched for this was the one that I remember. Mm-hmm. Unless you're combi- unless you're combining two trailers, because I definitely saw- remember seeing the rocket launcher mm-hmm. in the trailer and being like, "Well, that escalated." Yeah, this this is the one I saw. And having watched the movie again, it it pisses me off because they clearly kept Marion as a secret. Marion was a secret for the whole movie until you know, poof, here she is at the end almost. And the trailer gives it away right away. So you know walking into the movie, oh Miriam's back. That's cool. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like that little bit undermined the movie in a sense. I didn't have any idea who Miriam was because I had completely forgotten. So her reintroduction into the into the cast was lost to me when I saw it the first time. It has a hell of a lot more punch after watching the entirety of the movie movie series of Indiana Jones what are we, two months in now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's a positive for me, I guess? I gotta say, as a positive, I don't know if we want to jump the gun here, but I really think that they uh, redeemed her character in this movie. Yeah, the first movie, I was saying she's uh, very much bold go get him punches indy in the face but then once it gets she gets into the streets she uh gets kidnapped and doesn't really know how to defend herself but in this movie she is much more go get him much more uh planning much more able to act on her own continuously really mind you they did introduce her with her being kidnapped however yeah you show up in enough people with guns it's gonna be kind of easy to kidnap somebody but once once they get free i mean even indy got kidnapped yeah and she joked about that so she's sassy in this movie but all she does is drive cars and hug indiana jones i was just gonna say that joe that's all she does yeah (laughs) that's fair does she hit the the faces with the rocks oh maybe Uh, yeah we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah 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 yeah, that's what we do (laughs) we get ahead of ourselves 
So, Joe, you, you you really had no idea walking into this from the trailer you watched and then just sitting down to watch this. Uh, huh, I don't want to jump into negativity right away, but... No. Andy, Andy, uh, I don't Andy, know. I don't know which way to you go can. with this. Let's just go right I'll be the, able to balance going it out. To put shit all over. No, no, I've got, I've got some good things to say. I mean, if, all if we jumped over into this the, movie, if we jumped into the good things to say section, I've got a few things. But I don't know. Just, okay. I'm really interested in your mindset going into this, Joe, because having everybody trash talk it around you and just not having seen it and steering away on your own accord. <laughs> I, I, I guess, what was it like sitting down to actually start this thing off? expectations were rock bottom <laughs> and I, on, we I wasn't giving it glowing reviews every I, I uh, other cast prior to this how could you how could you have low expectations so i mean it gave me what <laughs> i had already seen in trailers or previews and then the other stuff was okay you know I mean, it, nothing really jumped out and made me want to punch anything for how terrible it was. <laughs> Except for maybe a Russian. Uh, a Russian Nazi. Uh, no Nazis. No, there were they couldn't no do Nazis. Nazis. Interchangeable. You just have to use the people you hate. Yeah, well, basically. <laughs> I didn't have any real big issue going in, and I'll say I started off rock bottom, it got lifted up a little bit, and it kind of hovered in the same area, dipped a few times, but it never got, I'd, uh, never better than a C- minus at any point. Okay, okay. Yeah, now we're all just trying to think of the time that it might have gotten above a C-. minus. <laughs> <laughs> I had one good laugh in the movie. Okay. That's it. The yeah. rest of them, not so much. Yeah, and I'm trying, struggling so hard not to talk about problems <laughs> before we get into the good stuff i think it's you go into this movie and you go into this movie expecting a certain level of something and the movie never actually gives you what you're looking for and you're just along for the ride to the end yes and the whole time you're just thinking well it's gonna get to that point that i'm waiting for pretty soon and then the movie's done after two hours yes it for, was a long it was movie. a very yeah. long movie i paused it last night because it was almost to the jungle scene with the uh the duck boats and everything i was like oh man there's only gotta be like 20 minutes left oh god there's 45 <laughs> i got uh-huh. really sad okay. all right so good things before we start just overwhelmingly well, piling crap right. i guess does anyone want to pitch oh let's write the pitch I did promise I'd do a pitch. I didn't write something, but I have ideas. We all know how the first three went, and then it went into hibernation, and now you're going to pitch doing another one. Yes. Gentlemen. Yes. Yes. The movie industries. <laughs> we're struggling. Mm-hmm. We, uh, all, all we got these days are reboots. Well, we, got tra- we, need- we got Transformers. Technically, it's still reboots. <laughs> What if we brought back one of the most beloved heroes of all times, Indiana Jones? Oh, man, I loved Indiana Jones when I was growing up. Let's do that! Yeah, 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 Same. Didn't they finish his story, though? I mean, have you yeah. read any of the books? He didn't die, did he? But they rode off into the sunset. I'm pretty sure they finished that, didn't they? I mean, yeah, but he had to go somewhere. We could do a prequel. No, 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 no. Prequel no, sounds no. great. We, we, got, we got the Transformers kid. We could make him Indy's, uh, uh... Like protege, 
Yeah. Protégé. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Also, Harrison Ford's getting a little up there. We we still need to have Indiana Jones be in this movie. So we have Indiana Jones yeah. be in this movie. We'll just make fun of the fact that he's really freaking old. We can bring back other things in this movie, like Marion, and uh, and uh, some music that we liked. And we can uh, remember at the end of that uh, Raiders how we had the rocket launcher. Maybe this time we can actually have him shoot the rocket launcher. We can have explosions because now we got the digital effects. We can do this real, real big. But we still got to have a whole lot of different dungeon stuff too. I'm, I'm almost you know, on I'm board. Just, I'm almost on board. Nazis? Are Nazis going to be back? Uh, oh, no, we it's, don't want to touch. He's kind of. We're kind of past let's, the Nazi threat. But, but Indy fights Nazis. What, what, I mean, uh, I mean uh, what? Look at, look at these pick, days. We'll we have pick, no Nazis we'll left these days. Is? time where we could have some other evil company be 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 Indy's bad guys. Yeah, yeah. So Indy's like seventy years old. Uh yeah. that kind of put That's us like forty years after uh, the last time he saw Nazis. So, so Cold, Cold War. Fifties. We, we could do Russians. Cold we'll do War. Russians. That'll be fine. We'll just we'll just we'll just slap some mm. Russian Russian propaganda on there. It'll be great. Mm. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not fully against this. Okay, let me get you fully against this. <laughs> <laughs> the the Russians are psychic. God damn it! That's where I was gonna go, but I didn't want to start this yet. We're gonna start the supernatural shit early, like first scene, second scene. Oh, because you only. Oh man, they've only dabbled in that kind of stuff. With opening boxes and magic rocks, magic rocks, uh, yeah, rocks and uh, with the cups, magic cups, like even the magic rocks. All right, I think magic rocks, magic rocks, (laughs) (laughs) India in the quest for the most comfortable shoes. (laughs) Don't Don't be crazy. There's no such thing, especially not those. (laughs) <laughs> I think we've reached the yep. end of a pitch. Yep. Okay. So, well, let's just head on in full bore. What do you like? And I'm going to go straight to Andy. Andy, what do you like? I've got a few quotes I really enjoyed that I remembered right away. I got a bad feeling about this. Wrong series. Yeah. No. Sorry. No. Well, when there's aliens involved, <laughs> why not? <laughs> 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 All right, so I've got a few here. One is a quote that actually stuck with me from seeing this movie back in 2008, and I do use it occasionally. Uh, I really do enjoy the quote of, we seem to have reached the age where life stops giving th- giving us things and starts taking things away. I like that quote. It's simple, but it's effective. It hits more now than it does when I first saw oh, this movie. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. I was younger, and the world was my tomato back then, but not so much anymore. Now it's a gourd. Now it's just a big rotting gourd. The seeds are starting to slide down. And uh. Life gives you a rotten gourd. Collect those seeds and make pumpkin seeds. Aww. Nope. Nope. I liked that the map is back. <laughs> Again. So that officially... That officially <laughs> it's makes, mandatory. That officially makes Temple the only movie that didn't have the map. Yep. Which makes is really Temple a bummer. the worst movie out of the series. I don't know. I would I would almost say this movie's slightly below Temple, if not I on par. Totally They're the weakest two entries, hands totally down. Totally disagree. I'd put this above Temple. They're the worst entries. 
higher Oof. than temple. You're a bad man. Bad temple's man. Temple's the worst. Temple for me is above this. I would say temple's slightly above this, yeah. I did also like... <laughs> oh my god, I'm really reaching here. Uh, this was kind of a 50-50. <laughs> I got a chuckle out of this because we had literally just talked about this in the last, <laughs> the last movie review. Indy finally lost his job. <laughs> so I had a, that had me chuckling inside, but it had nothing to do with the movie. It was likewise, all about us talking about it. Likewise, it was literally just about us because we just brought that up, and then here he is gloriously being fired. Ah, so. He was not fired. He was asked to take an indefinite leave. Fully paid. Yep. Fully yeah, paid. I don't care about your money. So honestly, for me, those are the highlights I had. Um, other than that... I, I do like the, I honestly do like the callback to Brody, because mm-hmm. his absence was sorely missed. It was funny having the portrait hanging in the hallway. It was fun, uh, it's funny having the chase scene end with his head breaking off a statue and smashing through a window. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, that was worth a good chuckle. But uh, yeah, I mean, aesthetically, I like the movie the way it looks. I'll say that much. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I got. Nope. We lost Joe. Oh, no, we lost we Joe. lost the Joe. Where did you go, Joe? Do we need to look for you in some sort of weird keep, dungeon? I gotta keep. I gotta uh, remember what I was gonna say uh, before Joe left. Cotton Eye Joe. Oh no, we miss you. Maybe did some. Maybe somebody. Maybe somebody I should will. type to Joe. Joe just slipped we into miss. the space between space. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. We can't. We can't that talk was... about anything in the movie because it's just gonna make it harder for Joe to edit this whole thing. You know what, Dan? Hobo's typing. You're a movie. I'm struggling. I know when I was watching this movie, I had seen things that I liked and I didn't mind and were interesting to watch, but I am struggling coming up with ideas right now. I have right several now. notes. I have I a bunch I of different things. I was looking through my notes being like... One of them I was just about to hit on before Joe lost the connection to Discord, or at least the vocal Discord. Okay, I did actually write down one thing that I said I loved. And that was the thing I was looking for. Yay, Joe's back now, yay. Joe's home. Yay. Oh. We thought you slipped... Oh, we finished the podcast. We thought you slipped into the space in between space. I did. Oh! <laughs> Cold open. So I'm, I'm, I'm done with my uh, my things I liked. I had a thing... Uh, I really liked the aesthetic and the feel and the franticness and the confusion of the Nuketown scene. Yes, aesthetically that, I that, love the that, Nuketown that, scene. That, term that 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 that's that's copywritten uh, infinite I think don't infinity be a narc dan activision activision one of those black ops narc i don't want us to get i don't want us to get shut down and they would because they hate anything but profit yes and we would make them absolutely none <laughs> See, so I, I, <laughs> I i fully double back on what you They'd have to find us first I'm going to double up on what you said, Ken. I, I love that scene. I love the frantic confusion of it. I just hate what it now, comes to. Don't get me wrong. I don't like what happened before. Or after. And I don't like what <laughs> happened afterwards. But I love him frantically stumbling around, realizing, oh shit, what's going on? Like, that That was, yes, that was very well done. So, like, let's, let's talk about the uh, outline of this movie. It starts off, unlike any other Indiana Jones movie, without Indiana Jones. It starts off yep. with a car race. For for quite a long time. How too. the hell does a Studebaker stay up stay up with a hot rod? Uh I mean 
because I think the kids were just toying with them. Otherwise, it's a military vehicle, so it's souped up. Yeah. Either way, the thing the that thing was a Studebaker is so fucking heavy. It was oh, rushing. It was <laughs> rushing around, man. That car nice. was so fast. Are you, are you proud of that one? <laughs> well played. I'm very oh. happy with that one. Oh, I feel a little sad. Now. <laughs> it wasn't even my joke. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a very long opening scene to not have Indy, but technically have Indy. So whatever didn't really care for it it's a weird thing but it gets us to a base where they introduce indiana jones and he's surly and he's uh proud and he's in the same problems that he's always managed to get himself into yes and i like it that is good yes barring the psychic thing that was a cool scene yes even going into the warehouse having some weird supernatural shit with weird magnetism. Selective magnetism. Still kind of cool. Yes, selective. I've got notes on that. Uh, Selective magnetism, it's it's always selective, only for when they want to have something appear semi-artsy. And then into a stupid fight chase, because all the fights and chases in this are way too drawn out. It's also making making point that Indiana Jones is unbelievably lucky. Like, as a D&D character, he has mm-hmm. maxed out luck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So what I guess what I'm trying to get at is this movie is a couple of good moments of Indiana Jones being Indiana Jones Mediocrity. surrounded by a whole bunch of just mediocrity shoved in there to fit pad runtime. Yes, I'd agree. I got to ask you guys, this isn't a negative thing, but did you guys notice the opening scene? Well, not the opening scene, but once you are reintroduced to Indy in in Area 51 warehouse and through that whole scene, I feel like his voice was so gone. Yes. I feel like it was so hard to understand him. He sounded like a frail old man. But I feel like at some point, maybe past all of that, maybe past all the crap and then to the point where he was having his first discussion with the, the agents after being scrubbed down, for the rest of his movie, his voice was pretty okay again, and it sounded like Harrison Ford all nice and gruff again, but it felt like that opening scene. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know if you guys caught that or not, because that really bothered the shit out of me. So it's ADR gone too perfect. That's what happened there. Ah. His voice is crystal clear. Even when he just makes little grumbles or groans or mm-hmm, yeah. it's perfect. Everything is perfectly peaked. Everything is perfectly heard. And that's what makes it so, what's going on? Why is his voice so weird? Gotcha, because that was was jarring as hell for me. It was like listening to an old man kind of like, but crystal clear. (laughs) It's just like, what the hell? So what you're saying is the ADR is the matte paintings of this movie. Ah, yes, yes. (laughs) I never really had a problem with it outside of that moment. Yeah, that scene just drove me nuts. Can we call out the, the fact that when... They are standing outside of the warehouse. They are definitely not outside of a warehouse. And there's a lot it's of sets. Very, but it's, there's it a, is, there's a lot it of is glaringly obvious that they are on a set. All right. All right. Quick. Anybody else? I have, have, to, I have a bunch positive? of good stuff. You guys keep talking. <laughs> you the just thing, said something. Because negative. I'm adding to the conversation. It wasn't. We're having... <laughs> no. I said, I prefaced mine with this isn't a negative comment, it's just an interesting thing that I noticed. Did you guys notice it too? <laughs> and then we all piled on. It's fine. All right, all right Dan. Dan, what do you have? What so, do you have that's good? I'm actually interested. During the the chase scene on the motorcycle, there is a callback to Sean Connery's character in Last Crusade. That is also very similar because it is also after a motorcycle chase scene. Hmm. 
Mud, played by one Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Mutt. You mean Mutt? Mud. Mutt. 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 Okay. Mutt. Like a pup. Because he's a pup. He's a pup in this rough and tumble world. Mutt gets this, like, excited, like, yeah, I just hurt a bunch of people really badly. And Indy looks at him, and he and they, they, they have there's there's an exchange between Indy and and Mutt that Indy and his dad had after escaping the Nazis in the castle. Yes, after you, you're talking about the scene where uh, where Indy Indy tosses the are you toss, talking about the scene where Indy tosses the flagpole into the motorcycle, laughs, looks back at his dad, and his and dad, dad is like, his no, watch. his dad like gives him <laughs> this like up. you just you just like kill the man like. Yeah, like he's not yeah. impressed. Yeah, <laughs> and Mutt does the same thing, and Indy looks at him like it's it's it is. I I'm assuming that was very planned, but it was the first like, hey, that's something that ties into one of the older movies, and I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, I remember that part, and now you say it. Yeah, it's kind of there were they did attempt the uh, father son thing in the that they did so well in the previous movie. While trying still not to, because uh, at that point, I don't think that Indiana had known that he was uh, his child at that at that point. So maybe that's why it was to less effect, because there wasn't the known relationship at that point. No, there was, was no, no, it was, it was not in the jungle. jungle. It was right at the university. Might kill somebody in the university. That, well, well he, he does really injures, he run people yeah. over in the library. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. It's before the get out of the library cringe scene. <laughs> like, there's a lot, there's like that a that's lot a cringe of cringe scene. in this movie. <laughs> there's also a hell of a lot of left There's a players. shitload of cringe. Yes, I have that as a note. Damn it, stop <laughs> getting into the bad stuff, Dan. <laughs> um, d- did you have more, Dan? Or that was that was the only good one. thing I don't, had? like, I don't know. I feel like I don't. I don't have enough to really continue a full-on conversation if you guys don't have anything else you want to talk about. I had one more that was a good thing that turned into a bad thing. So it's kind of a weird one for me. I really, really, really loved Indy's advice to Mutt about his future. And then they went back, doubled back on it, and shit all over it in the last Is half that of the film. The, the advice yes. about, you didn't finish school? Well, I mean, if you if he gives them that whole advice about, it's it's not a bad thing if you do what you love. And I was like, wow, that's such a really cool advice coming from India to him. I mean, that's surprising. And then it doubles back to the second he learns about him being his kid. It's just like, you didn't let him finish school? And that's like, well, come it's on. Cr- it's one of those cringe things that I was talking to you about just a second ago. <laughs> I mark that as being the funniest line in the movie. Yeah? That's as best as the humor guy. Yeah, I would I, uh, I, I would agree, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the problem with this movie is like it's it's an Indiana Jones movie. It had a ton of expectation that it needed to live up to, especially after Last Crusade. But it doesn't know what it wants to be as a movie. I, I think okay, so I feel like we're just immediately crossing the threshold here. There's there's no turning back. Um, this movie to me, the biggest sin that it commits, hands down, is the fact that. Last Crusade wrapped up everything, and it wrapped up everything with a nice, neat bow. Indy found his own metaphorical holy grail in his relationship with his father. Tied up everything that he had sought to do. It was done. There, to me, after watching this movie again, 
was literally no reason that progressed anything further than it already was to dust the indie name back off and bring him back out of retirement for one more ride. Oh, sure there is. This movie didn't do shit. There is a... Because even... No, because even, even the point... ton of green paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Money. Money. <laughs> but, uh, but... Which has its own metaphor in there with Mac. Yes. Is that his name? Yes, Mac. He's the metaphor of the reason for doing the movie to grub down on one more chance at gold. Which is, it's just depressing. <laughs> and I will grab onto it until I get sucked into the interdimensional void. Which somebody that's, 10 feet away from me, not even wow. 10 feet, 5 feet away from me doesn't even get affected by luck. Yeah. <sighs> so should we should we give a rundown here? Because I feel like we're just going to have a lot to unload. I mean, I mean I'll... I'll admit right off the bat when i started watching this movie uh i started watching it i split it between two days and uh, i i shit <laughs> i shit you not when i started taking notes this is how my first day of notes went fucking gophers fucking magnets fucking chair fucking nuke fucking fridge fucking gophers fucking war record fucking metals and then i just had to stop <laughs> i uh i got pretty angry pretty quick with this <laughs> I'd much rather see Indiana Jones in World War II, like they allude to. Yes, but that that's a huge question I had concerning... Okay, so we get to that scene where they're talking about him being this highly decorated um, hero, and it's just like, when the when the hell did he have time to do that? I mean, Indiana Jones' when last crusade... teaching classes. I mean, sure, I guess. <laughs> he had... He still had another 20, 30 years, possibly 40 years of adventures in between. They didn't want him to be some lazy-ass person in between teaching schools. They, they needed him to be this adventuring person so they could have somebody come in and fill all those years in, uh, in the future. No? Okay. Maybe. I'm doing a research quick. <laughs> okay. You don't just get the rank of colonel handed to you, so... That's fair. And uh, trying to remember between... So when does the first movie take place? Hmm, good question. Is that Nazis World War Two? Yeah, it was Nazis yeah, World War Two, and then same thing. Yeah, so that's what I was actually looking up for at least the Last was... Crusade. So yes, this. Okay, so I can kind of see it. Maybe I will give them the benefit of the doubt in this fact, but it still doesn't feel quite right. The Last Crusade takes place in 1938. And oh, wow. so early one. Yes, so okay. that's the beginning of World War II, essentially, because World War II started right at, right in around 1939 and lasted to 45. So it is feasible that, yes, he did go on after the Last Crusade to sign up and go start kicking ass across the sea, but it doesn't seem or like drafted? he would have. He, he could have got drafted. drafted. Easily, easily got drafted. is the only thing, I guess, that makes sense, yeah. I guess drafting is the only thing that makes sense in this situation, but... And he's educated, so he could be an officer pretty quickly. I, I, as an officer, I think he would move up the ranks pretty quickly. I just hated it because it just felt shoehorned in. Quickly, it's, but... it's just like, oh, all of a sudden, Indy's not just a professor who's a great archaeologist. Now he's also a war hero. Yeah. Now he's got all this cool military training. Ha <laughs> ha. I, I don't yeah. know. That's just personal for me. It's it's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, now he's this decorated war hero all of a sudden, too. Like, how much cooler could Indy get? He doesn't want to be a decorated war hero, though. Like, you can tell about... No, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't want them to be talking about the, any of the stuff that he did. Yeah. So then this movie would have been in the 50s sometime, given the... I thought they said 57. Something like that. 57, yeah. 57? I think I yeah, that. something along those lines. Okay. So that's uh, 
That's that's right around 19 years then. Okay, I'm actually going to erase gophers off my list of negativity because I think we all understand that the CGI gophers were just shit. So I'm just yeah. gonna... I disagree. I thought they were cute. They're You're a just, monster. They're just the precursor <laughs> of the pork. <sighs> <laughs> but but George Lucas has nothing to do with porgs. No. But the, it's, but it's he has the everything to do with adding, adding this, well, weird yeah. the animals to his were, movies. Yes. These were, are the, the whole thing. These are the no, Ewoks. They weren't Ewoks. The Porgs were because the island that they filmed those scenes on were covered in puffins. So they CGI'd the puffins yeah, out with yeah. right. creatures. No, no. These are the dewbacks. Oh, God. No, these are the sand people. No, I see where, I see where Ken's going. <laughs> they, are, they are the dewbacks. <laughs> special edition dubex. <laughs> They're just added in to add spaces. Mm-hmm. Just folks, r- stormtroopers can... riding around on random ass things. <laughs> <laughs> this is Key Woback and the mm. Trumpeteers Cantina Whistle Stop Band. Yeah. We might be getting a little bit too nerdy here. Alright, all right, Joe. <laughs> Joe, I want your take on this because you are going to be our fun little guinea pig in this episode. Alright. That what opening scene. You? Yes. Compared to the other three Indiana Jones movies that we just got done watching and the way that they set up the film, the way that they set up the scene, I want to know how you felt on your little roller coaster of emotions going from opening of the cars traveling down the Nevada highway stretch yep. to Indy rolling out of a goddamn lead line fridge after a nuclear blast. <laughs> I need to know everything that happened in between that. So I wasn't feeling Indiana Jones in the opening with the cars. I was feeling... Oh, hey, George Lucas is uh, reminding us that he did American Graffiti yep. back in the day. I'm so yep. glad you just said that. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. And then I roll. <laughs> and then that's quickly replaced with all the scenes in the desert. And you say to yourself, how many damn lights did they put up to light everyone's face so brightly jesus there's so many lights out there and everything has this veneer of clay and bright light because i ended up finding out through watching the movie and deciding that this is the factor that look that they give the film is not a stylistic choice they didn't do that to make it look neat interesting or have a point Hmm. they did it to hide bad cgi and to hide bad physical sets. I was going to bring that up later on because in the jungle chase scene, it is so damn blurry and yeah. so washed out bright for such a new nope. movie. And even they just, did it on purpose. It's just to insane. Hide bad. It, it's this insane. Is the opposite how... <laughs> of making everything so dark you can't see it. Yes, I mean Jurassic Park CGI. There's bits that still don't hold up, but there's stuff that still looks better than today. And this movie was just made 12 years ago, and it's already starting to look bad. That's unreal yeah. to me. But yeah, definitely. I, I'm glad you brought that up too because I noticed that it, it seemed like everything was so freaking washed out in the opening. I thought I was going crazy and I thought my TV was a little off. No, they're hiding things. Ugh. And then, like you said, with Harrison Ford's voice pulled me out of the movie and the fact that his clothes are all three sizes too big for him. And yes, I'm like, yes. Was he in his, his pajamas? What's going on? Yeah, that distracted me the entire movie seeing him in giant baggy clothes for some reason it's like oh he's old so we got to make him look like a grandpa give him baggy two sizes up three sizes up and have him go to town he's shrunk since the last time you saw him apparently i guess yeah so then we get inside the everything outside the warehouse is fine it's whatever it's setting up bad guys it's here's indy again 
and he knows what stuff is up. I will say the I, I did laugh at the uh, put your your hands down. You're embarrassing me. Yeah, that's pretty well, classic. Yeah, that was good. That was uh, that was good to me. But then when it turns into tossing black powder into the the sky and watching it fly down the hallway again i'm pulled out of the movie because the physics of that would mean that there's a really strong magnet somewhere and nothing that's metal is being affected by it except what he's throwing in the air yes which i i was frustrated with that when i was talking to ken because i I said it's it's frustrating when they find the sarcophagus because it doesn't have any of that gunpowder on it in any way shape or form It, it just has a couple of like buckshot balls from the shotgun shell and then on yeah. top of it, the the thing that they open up, the metal gets attracted to the outer box instead of the skull like it's supposed to be doing. <laughs> and it's like, why would we care if this box that is provided by the military is magnetic? I mean, they kind of come back later and explain it saying, oh, that's how we preserve this really old dude. But... Then the no, skull uh, also. This really does old it. dude was the Roswell crash, crash alien, and ergo, why they didn't need that skull? Yeah, I don't know. It's there's it kind of it pulled me out, and then the action started because it it does, and it was okay until the CG enhancements to the action started happening, and then again, it's just like. It's unnecessary. Why are we doing this? None of the other movies needed this. Why? Yeah. Other than George Lucas loves his green screens. Yep. I, I think yeah. I was fine even with the whipping and everything else because that's classic indie. But the second he started running on those beams, like full speed sprinting on the beams, that kind of pulled me out of it for some reason. I don't know why that bothered me so much, but it did. Yeah. Nuketown was cool. I liked how it got introduced because I didn't even know what was going on until all of a sudden it started happening. I'm like, oh, that's a, it's a fun transition. But would then, you think that a professor would understand what's going on then at that point, though? Yes. I, I never took, for instance, that he didn't know what was going on. He, it was at first he was like, oh, okay. Well, he mannequins. Out, he's like, oh, but can everything's you tell me where mannequins. I am? And then he sees mannequins and like weird TV shows. He's like, yeah. You would think that there would be a thing in the back of his head being like, oh, fuck, there, this is a... Eh, maybe I'm jumping a little bit into it, but I, I feel like he should have known that where he was, given he'd probably have seen the films in in, college, in his college somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's not like this would have been the first time that they did anything like that, so there'd be a good understanding of what's going on, so the little bit of confusion, it... Whatever. You know, a little bit of confusion is understandable because like, you're all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, mannequins, that's weird. But then at but, 21 minutes into the movie, they nuke the fridge. They nuke the fridge, There is a yes. lot of things for that scene, for Indy to have even possibly escaped that, things would have to have been perfect for, which falls into the Indy's unbelievably lucky. Which, let's not also, you know, ignore the fact that there is a, a human being inside of a refrigerator tumbling through the air and a, a, across the ground for... What looks to be quite quite some distance. Uh, yeah, that that door I mean, would open up and he'd be It outruns a car. Yeah. It's definitely not padded inside there. Nope, Indy would mm-hmm. be stumbling and out with broken bones and barely alive if he even did live. Yeah, especially since they want to paint him as this old man. Yeah. At least in... Uh, <laughs> That's what's so contradictory. In the previews. It's like, <laughs> this, would, this would definitely murder a young whippersnapper, a child who can be fall off a friggin' cliff and be fine. Yes, but they, they just keep shoving it down our throats that Indy's apparently made of rubber. Flubber. Flubber. Apparently. 
I don't know. Seeing the angle that George Lucas took with this movie, I'm going to estimate that he's going to be setting up that Indiana Jones is actually a demigod from ancient Greece, <laughs> and he forgot his history, and he made some pact that he's going to age at a certain point and die. And oh. He'll have one last oh, go man. on Mount Olympus to save the, the world, and then he'll hand his hat off to junior 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 (laughs) now it's on you because he'll suddenly have a bad scottish accent again (laughs) yeah you son of a bitch i'm in (laughs) i'm sold i'm completely sold (laughs) and if you're gonna nuke the fridge you might as well nuke it far enough away from the blast to not have him vaporized Right, I do too. It's like a, it's a, it's a much needed modernization of that term, and I'm, I'm, yes, I'm angry this scene exists, but I'm glad that it exists for that purpose. I gotta say, artistically, having that mushroom cloud behind him and having him he stand on the cliff so looking at it, oh yeah, it looked dead. cool. It was pretty. The explosion so looks really dead. cool. Just. Oh destroying everything there's but. dan there's at least five points in this film that i have notes that say dead they would literally be dead <laughs> i uh, i have that five times in my notepad if he's not dead he would have severe burning or he just starts coughing throughout the rest of the film yeah because <laughs> i yeah. i visited with a, a gentleman at the va hospital in milwaukee who did one of those similar experiments where you put the goggles on and you turn away from the explosion and the gentleman turned to the side and kind of fried part of his face and uh Oof. yeah so i mean it's you can survive that but he indiana jones was looking right at it without special goggles yeah. But it was also post-explosion, so... I, I think that's my major... I, I gotta get this out. I feel like it's my major gripe with the film overall, and I'm segueing off of what you guys have been saying. This film, compared to the other films, takes suspension of disbelief and wildly inflates that past anybody having reasonable expectations. Correct. And honestly, that's my biggest qualm with this entire movie exactly. as well. Is it's just The other ones, you get to the end, all of a sudden there's a supernatural thing... Uh, and then it's over and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of cool. But this movie Mm -hmm. just keeps on piling it on. Yes. And and it's, it's a mixture of things. It's a mixture of this need for movies nowadays to be bigger and better than the previous iteration. It's the addition of CGI being abundantly cheap and easy to produce to the point where it's wildly, I mean, it's being wielded completely irresponsibly. Indiana Jones... The first three movies were mastercrafts in practical special effects. They did what they could based off of what they were able to do and didn't try to go above and beyond that. The action scenes were so damn good for Indiana Jones, and it's what you came to expect from an Indiana Jones movie because they were just incredible. It's real trucks, real horses, real fighting, real people being dragged behind cars and crap. I mean, that's indie. This movie takes all that and shoves all of that effort and all of that gritty realism out the window just to replace it with the quickest and easiest way possible to make something look spectacular. And it just makes everything in the film, to me, feel cartoony in a way. The punches feel cartoony. The effects feel I mean, cartoony. Everything that happens to Indy feels like a damn cartoon. The punch was in there. The Wilhelm scream was in there. Yeah, wasn't the Wilhelm scream in the damn library scene? Yes, it was. Yes. Oh, that's the... That was the worst use of the Wilhelm scream I've ever heard in a movie. Oh my god. Well, 
I swear the crystal skull also made like a squeaky hammer sound when they used it as a bludgeoning weapon. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, you hit somebody with a skull, apparently, a uh, crystal object, apparently they can just get up and keep moving right away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it really seems that just like any other action movie that hasn't really thought it out. They just throw the action in there as a thing to take up time and uh, don't think about the consequences. Like, oh, I'm going to punch you, then you punch me, then I'll punch you, and then I'll hit you with a a shovel. Then you get back up and run. Like, I I don't know if you've been hit in the face with a shovel. It really hurts. Yeah, you're not just going to get right back up and be okay. Even if you're wearing a mask. It feels like somebody uh. was literally just going through with a check a checklist being like, okay, we got Indy punching somebody, somebody punches Indy, check, check, like, there's yeah. all the, the standard Indy tropes that need to be in the movie, check, 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 check. Yep. And, and then they even had sword fight. Yeah, they, they had that sword fight, all right. And, and they had the <laughs> Shing taking the, the sword out of the scabbard that you, you so love. And see, this is the problem. The, the sword fight... It should have been good. On paper, it sounds fun. And honestly, it looked Mutt like a fun scene. even makes a reference to it, because Miriam yeah. was yelling at him for not having proper footing. Exactly. It, it was a fun scene. but And he got punched in the nuts. By multiple, multiple bushes. Times. Many times. Yes. And Boo. <laughs> See. The first time I was like, oh, okay, I get it. The fifth time I was like, get over yourself, movie. Yes. Get over yourself. <laughs> I, I feel like had this scene been done in an in an earlier indie movie with practical effects before the glimmer of CG just being in Steven's eye, I, I feel like this scene would have been fun, it would have been great, and it would have been one of the all-time great chase scenes in an indie movie. But I feel like because it was so damn sloppy and lazy in this film, and I, I say lazy not as an insult to whoever worked on the film, because I understand it probably was a lot of work to actually pull this off, but just the way that it looks on film translated now just doesn't look as good as it could. And it detracts from all the enjoyment and all the believability that you had from that scene. We needed more Dicky Beer. <laughs> more Dicky Beer, yes. <laughs> Where did Dicky Beer go? He let us all down. Uh, Jurassic no, what was he doing World? in... Uh, no, Jurassic That was later. Right. Uh, Either way, they didn't need drivers because those vehicles weren't really moving. Stop it, Joe. <laughs> What was Dickie Beer doing in 2000? Yeah, no, I'm I'm legitimately looking at it right now, and Dickie Beer was not in here. So no, I'm, he wasn't. I'm checking to see Dickie when. So it, yes, Dickie was Last Crusade. Uh, Dickie was doing Pistol Whipped, Hancock, mm-hmm. Pineapple Express. Oh, Hancock was yeah. pretty decent for the action. So Dickie was not part of the original Indiana Jones. Uh, Raiders, but he was part of Doom and Last Crusade. And then Dickie just, yeah. yeah, like Dan said, he just went off to do some random stuff in 2008. He's had a pretty full career yeah, every single you year look, that's gone by. Yeah, if you by. look at this, this dude has been doing a lot of stunts. Oh, this is a long list, yeah. Anyone who's in the stunt business dream. this long, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there was a year that he didn't do something No, 2016. 2016's the only thing missing. Ah. Uh, oh, had to take the wow. year off. Just wow, this is nuts. But anyways, uh, 2000 I'm as well. I'm a fan. 2000 as well. He missed something in 2000. Hey, he thought the world was going to end. I guess, yeah. Oh, wait, no, that was 99 that he would have done so that. So maybe, maybe he was taking the year off to celebrate that the world didn't end. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, I, I, I know you mentioned this earlier, so uh, you, you had some grievances about that, that, that amazing library joke? Yeah. Dan? It just, it's... <laughs> Uh, as, a, as an Indiana fan, like, 
that's all he does. He doesn't stay in a library. But he's he's encouraging that nerd to go and become an archaeologist. Not a book nerd. Hey, nerd, stop being a nerd. Go out there and dig like a real nerd does. Nerd. Don't bother knowing anything about what you're digging for. Yeah, just dig. <laughs> just dig. Don't call that hotline. The gas company will take care of it if you rupture a line. <laughs> Electric company will take care of it if you accidentally cut an electrical line. Just dig. You son of a bitch, get out there and dig. <laughs> Nerd. And diggity dig. Uh, yeah. That's how you talk to kids in the 50s. No, no, that no. explains a lot. You know how you talk to kids in the 50s, according to Indiana Jones? Dance on your own dime, kid. <laughs> <laughs> or punch him. <laughs> Which was actually pretty funny. My, I'll, yeah. I'll add that to the the good How? list. Just encouraging a kid to punch another kid so they can escape. Yeah, yeah. I, How big's your scorpion? Uh, so the scorpion thing was yeah. Eh. Uh, I I give it a eh. What What do you give? You're a teacher part time. What What do you give that, Joe? That That gave me a little bit of a chuckle. Just given the fact I, of what we've been talking about in this podcast. Yeah. So it's it's kind of fun to have the series actually tongue-in-cheek yeah, reference tongue itself. Yeah, yes. yeah, I'm okay with yes. that. Yes, I think my problem with this film, though, with the joke specifically, is the delivery. If the other indie movies are so tight-knit and they're so just perfectly paced that when a joke hits, it's part of the momentum so and it doesn't break up the momentum. you're seeing the problem that I have with Temple, then. Because those are poorly, yes, those, all of but, those jokes but almost are poorly, worse. De- poorly delivered. Every single one of them. I would say, I would say worse though, because this one it feels like everything stops to give a couple seconds to say the joke and then to move on. And the jokes, there's no energy behind them. It's just basically like the other one. Okay, so the best way I can describe it is the other three indie movies jokes were said as things were happening, and that's why they're funny. This movie, it feels like when the jokes are delivered, it's a take. Like that scene where like you're you're a teacher. Oh, part-time. I mean, that feels like it's a take. It feels like they maybe did that two, three times in a row, just that line, and then moved on to the next scene. The jokes in this movie are flat as hell because they're not actually part of the action. And when they are, I don't know, they, they kind of land, but more often than not, it just seems like they're actually their own thing. Yeah, one of the worst is the dry sand pit and using a snake as a rope. I well, was, was so, so done drawn. with that. Or how about Indy's explanation where he's like, quicksand? And then he goes on to the whole explanation of what dry sand actually is. It's like, I, I kind of like that, but I hated the snake part. But Kind of like that. It's a bit of a detraction from the Indiana Jones we've known, though. Like, he did take a couple of times to be like, well, actually. Yeah, also uh, he's a few like times crazy to be professor like that mode. brainy person. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is this is a weird uh, a weird way to go for Indiana Jones. He's usually like, oh, well, maybe he slowed down. You should down. have read the book. It was yeah, catch up with. He's done this exactly. so many times before. He was he was prepared for all of this, and everybody else around him is panicking. So he's trying to like be calm. Okay, and start ex- it's like explaining However, this shit. I mean, in the first movie, in the first scene, Indiana Jones and the dude go into the thing. Dude starts freaking out because he's got the. Uh, spiders on him he doesn't say don't worry those spiders won't hurt you he just looks at him glaringly wipes it off with his whip and uh like jerks i'm like come on just get your shit together type thing like no patience for for your not knowing what's going on oh yeah he was young and, uh, yeah he was young and, and in this movie he's just like oh let me uh stop stop all of the action all of the things that are going and uh explain to you what's actually going on versus 
And it could very well could be they're trying to play the age thing much yeah. more professor. Maybe, now. maybe, but it's the reflection of his father's character from Crusade, where everything had to stop and everything had to be intellectual. Checkbox. So I, maybe I he's taking checkbox. on his father's. Checkbox. Yeah, I, it, I it's guess. a checkbox. Are right. you saying he became his dad? Yeah. No, not not exactly. Portions of. But he was on his way. Yeah. I mean, he Portions. definitely definitely has that a pining scene at the very beginning. Pining? Missing his dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. He stares at his dad for like two minutes. And we're like, yep. You didn't get Sean Connery for this movie. So maybe, let me present you with this. Maybe Elsa survived her fall. And maybe a little bit of Henry Jones Sr. and Jr. mixed to make a perfect combination of both slash Elsa baby <laughs> she gave birth and that's the indie we see and the other indies actually off having fun adventures and this is an imposter indie I don't like this this that's... makes me uncomfortable this this thought process needs to stop immediately <laughs> <laughs> but it does get to the vibe of this movie that this movie is not of the same world of Indiana Jones that existed for the first three. This is the fan fiction Indiana Jones world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one where a child uh, gets in the writing room and is like, what if if there's a part where uh, one of the characters is swinging on vines with monkeys? Oh god! Yeah, we did get some body horror. Oh, that was god. something that I had noted. Oh, there's there's actually quite a bit of body horror in this movie. Like, like the the in, the entombed uh, Spaniards. That was that was pretty creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. And there's there's yeah, a lot there's of some, stuff. There's some mummies that they defiled. Yeah. right quickly, as Indiana Jones does. <laughs> He's well known for it. <laughs> <laughs> there's precedent. He can cut open a mummy. Who cares? Can toss uh, aside a. Uh, conquistador and get what's behind him still hands down my favorite those last crusade is the way he just rips that damn body off the wall to get some rags <laughs> the uh there's the person at the bottom of the stairs in the obelisk as if the obelisk was opened at one point and somebody didn't make it all the way down the stairs in enough time and got impaled on the uh spike yeah that was fun was the con- and then somehow the they were able to reset that how the hell do you reset that obelisk corn movie magic those people that are you know scared of the skull were like Oop, time to put sand back in corn. it wasn't <laughs> sand <laughs> It's too. It was too granular. It was Sugar? corn. It's their special sand. That corn? was the gold. Hmm. No, the gold no, was knowledge. Gold was knowledge. They said that specifically at the end. I always that's thought why, it was some kind. That's why it was Mac was so of, sad. Some kind of super eloquent corn silo. I guess it could also be corn because they did get <laughs> agriculture out of it. True. True. The movie did surprise me, though, because when that uh, the temple opened up, like when they pulled the faces off and stuff like that, uh-huh. and those little bits started pointing up, my brain immediately told me that uh, George Lucas had made a ancient satellite dish, and it was going to shoot a laser out, but it oh. didn't. And I was like, it oh. Totally could have in this movie. Yeah, I'm surprised it, it, it he held back. The fridge? It, Hmm. Ah, ah. I gotta say, like, I do like the mechanisms there in that uh, whole obelisk scheme. Uh, however, yeah, it, it just seems... It's definitely fun. It just seemed a bit far-fetched because all I could think of was like, how do you reset this thing is all I could think of during that scene. Apart from the fact that it was like, it was it was actually kind of cool how it all unfolded and opened up into the... Yeah. In the end, all it had to crawl. do was look cool. Exactly. Yeah. 
Do I agree with that? No. But <laughs> the reality is all it had to do is look cool. Mm-hmm. This is the reality. So um, how about that Oxley? Yeah. Do you feel like it was a waste of John Hurt's talents? I ah. kind of do. It was just an elongated cameo. Though. It was. That's what it felt like. Yeah. There's always fun to be had to play a crazy character. My experience of playing crazy characters is that you get more freedom to do weird stuff that you may be inspired to do in the moment. True, true. So for an actor's point, maybe he just was like, cool, I don't have to have a ton of heavy lifting. I can just goof around and dance and jibber jab. And say I'm in an Indiana Jones movie, yeah. And look crazed anytime anyone takes the skull. Yeah. I, I did jot down one thing that I did chuckle at. This was my one laugh of the movie, actually. And not because of simply it being part of this movie, but because it made me... Re- okay, so this is the sad part. It reminded me of another movie, and that's why I laughed. <laughs> so the, the, the sand pit scene you guys were talking about, after they get back out of the dry sand, and he comes back, uh, Oxley, that is, leading the Soviets and Mac back over, and then he's just like, oh, Yes, thanks. This is what I meant by bring help. That immediately made me think of the fifth element when Bruce Willis's character is stuck in the bar being shot at and he's trying to he's trying to shout at that performer and the performer looks over at him and he's like asking him for the gun. The gun. And he rolls him over those little balls, whatever the hell those are, and just gives him like a like a like a um like an okie doke sign. <laughs> Bruce Willis just says thanks. All defeated. That made me laugh because it reminded me of that scene. But not because of the actual scene itself in the movie, just because it reminded me of something else. No, I was just sitting there being like, who did Indiana Jones actually send him to get? Because the only thing around is Russians. Yeah, yeah. What help? And why are the Russians clear-cutting this uh, forest when there's clearly the a machine road? that would not be able to clear-cut They made a, the road. Clear-cut a forest? Oh, you mean that wacky CGI monstrosity? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That looked like it was That's straight out of a cartoon? I, actually, I remember that being a giant roller, not... Not an elongated truck with saw blades on the front. I also remember there being a scene where that saw blade comes back. I remember that because I got really angry about it. Well, I mean, it's it's already enough anger slicing through all the vehicles, narrowly avoiding killing every human in sight. I mean, and then dances off into the Amazon, and an hour and a half later comes back and kills one more. It does. It did. (laughs) Before it comes to arrest. I, when I went and saw the no, it comes back at the end of the movie when they're trying to escape the obelisk yeah. after the and the things come across. It's all of the exploded uh, blades, they all come and close off the entrance that they just left. I, I would prefer it if the blade came bouncing out of the jungle, hit the UFO, and caused it to crash at the very end. <laughs> just as it's taking off. That oh, would have made me happy. That would have been great. <laughs> so, uh, that would have been so good. So, yeah. Uh, um. We're already to this part. There was one thing I I put down as an angry gripe, just because I put it down as how the hell would he know um, when they're being attacked by those? Uh, I guess you can call them uh, protectors or guardians at the gravesite when they first get there initially. The first time mm-hmm. the guy whips out whips out a a, bl- a blowgun, Mutt screams, "Those darts are poisoned!" Mutt doesn't. How how the hell would he know? Mutt. That was Indy right. that says that. Was it Indy? Indy says Indy. that. Yeah, it Indy. Was Indy. I thought it was much. Nope. Oh, God. It was... No. How, how Indy... I mean, you could just... It's just like a guess. Peruvian blow darts <laughs> are always poisonous? 
question mark? I, I mean, yeah. sure. I mean, sure. He had to deal with them in Raiders in the beginning, but I mean, to base every dart he sees there on forward is oh, it's poisonous. I, I guess. I, so, I and also, it's always just good to assume a dart will will that's true. Uh, yeah. Will do a whole one eighty when you blow from the the opposite end of a blow dart. <laughs> Except for Dent, the arrow was still pointing out outwards, which means that the guy probably didn't get poisoned. Stabbed. Pope stabbed in the back of the throat. Which would be really uncomfortable, and he wouldn't probably die from it. But because, right but away, because it's Indy, he's got some crazy ass lungs, and that was a really bold move of it him. Was pop up and blowing it? Because if I had a blow down, blow gun up to my mouth, and somebody jumped in front of me, I'd just blow real quick. Same here. <laughs> like, oh, now you got a dart in your mouth. So that part was in Peru, correct? Yes. So I wrote it down as I'm like, oh, hey, Peru has. Uh, employed Cirque du Soleil <laughs> who also know how to do capoeira. Capoeira, yes. Like this is very Which interesting. Is pretty popular in Brazil, I know, but that's because they brought it over from Africa. I don't know if those folks would know capoeira. Oh, come on. It's South America, close enough. That's what producers from right movies next say. Door. That's probably what George Lucas said. Wow. It's all the same Amazon. Dance fighting's pretty cool with the kids these days. Let's put this that, in the new yeah. Indiana Jones movie. That dance fighting is really cool. It was really cool. And I also like the coolness of whatever crazy regional uh, time zone they're in, where they crawl down into a crypt and it's pitch black at night, and all of a sudden there's daylight the second <laughs> they get down in there. Well, it's the same way when they show up to the military base at the front end of the movie. It's bright day, and then they get to the hangar, and it's twilight. Yeah, like what happened it was jarring movies, i was i was angry because love playing fast and loose with uh the time I, I was just, maybe it just took him that long to wake up from uh being oh and the tr- eviscerated the, by riding a missile down a track yeah i mean that that's a possibility right in front of the intake I think this one was more so their eardrums sorry, would have been bloody pulp oh yeah yeah for yeah. an engine like that i um i think this one's more jarring simply because they go down the ladder and it's pitch freaking black outside with no sign of it being a sunrise or sunset and the second that they're down there looking at the old entombed corpses there's daylight coming through the roof and i was immediately like what the hell this is clearly just a set they didn't think about this and then when they crawled back out of the tomb it was daylight broad daylight and it's like what the hell just happened that was actually a lot more jarring to me than the even the uh the uh, warehouse because i noticed it and usually i don't notice stuff like that i was like that's such a weird cut i don't know (laughs) why they decided to make it like nighttime and then daytime apart from the fact that like dance fighting and people jumping around and other things is a little bit more creepy at night yeah yeah and then you got to be able to see those Russians in the morning. Nor be able to see. Yeah, I don't know. Seemed to, seemed a bit silly, unnecessary. There's a lot of also, that in this movie. Movie got a movie. Silly and unnecessary. Still better than I remember it being. And that was part one of the Indiana Jones series reboot. Rewound and rebooted. If you would like, comment, and subscribe, that helps all our algorithms. If you could share this episode or others with your friends, your enemies, your archaeologists, who also love movies from the 80s and 90s, it would help us greatly share our work. Come back next week while we do our second half of commentary on the reboot of the Indiana Jones series. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull!